Does your happy trail look more like a happy highway? Does your bush peek out over your fence? If you had to even think about the answer, you need the revolutionary products from Manscaped. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. And Manscaped's Platinum Package will make sure you're prepared when opportunity strikes. So join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FRATCHAT. And we are recording. And we're live. Well, not really because, you know, this is a recorded show. So if you're listening right now, we're not live. Or are we? Well, sometimes I'm confused because if... When TV says that they're live, but they still bleep out curse words, I'm like, are they live? Well, they're filthy fucking liars, Simo, because that's called a delay. Five-second delay isn't live. Live TV, anything can happen. When they flipped out Janet Jackson's titty, that was live. Yeah, so, I remember that. Star paced through that. And then the next year, I think they had like Paul McCartney do a total snooze fest of a performance. I was like, yikes. Yeah. On a five second delay, so you couldn't even see his nipples. It was uh, cool. you know, it's like, Lame. let me pull out the teeth. Lame. <laughs> Lame. It's the only reason I tuned in. I just want to see what it looked like after all those years. My dad was warning me. I saw him this past week. He was warning me that um, if you if you stop working out, your pecs are gonna drop like titties. Yeah, they will. They get all saggy and shit. Unless you get fat, and then just he was like, "Never stop moving, or this will be you." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. showed you his balls. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, make sure you uh, switch over to Manscaped and use promo code FRATCHAT to save 20% on all your Manscaped products at manscaped.com. And free shipping. All right, we're going to do this in uh, three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Dude, dudes, pussy. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Frat Chat Podcast. Let's go, Mr. Moe. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what's, what's up, man? I, I was just in Baltimore. Ah, and funny that I was just in Baltimore like a week before you. So we've been... Going back to our roots here at the Frat Chat Podcast. Yup. I went back to, to swim in the pool with my mom and it rained every day. And um uh but we still got in the pool anyway. And then um I went to I went with Osmario down to DC so you can take pictures in front of everything, and I was just like like throwing out trivia that I didn't know. But he doesn't know. No. You know. Yeah. So like for example, He's like, he's like, Chris, what's this? I was like, that is um, Abraham Lincoln thinking. And um, he's, he's thinking about he's the economy. <laughs> um, he had muscular dystrophy. So maybe it was just hard for him to get out of the chair, you know? 
And he's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, was, he was just too tall to make him standing up. He was like, I don't know how tall, how would a big, how big I want this building to be. You know what I mean? Uh, let's have him sit down. Uh, I think that's what it was. <laughs> and then I, maybe he was just self conscious about his ankles. And he was like, nah, just have me sitting down and no one's going to look at them. <laughs> yeah, totes. That, and then I couldn't stop giggling that this, like, people were like, oh, do you want to go to the um, Capitol Visitor Center? I'm like, oh, wow, it sounds so Too inviting, <laughs> but there's people sitting Too up soon. there with um, rifles. I don't want to go near That's them. Not- so thank you. Ever since Simo's uncle visited uh, last year, you know, they're not allowed back in. Yeah. He got the whole family band. <laughs> he was like, I got this Confederate flag tattoo for nothing. <laughs> yeah. You just have to wear the face paint. We didn't all you? told you not to. We all I'm told you it was really more. stupid. <laughs> Speaking of stupid, actually, uh, I just ran across this uh, fun, uh, wholesome news story. But a Florida man who had actually recently avoided police by jumping into uh, into a lake uh, to get away from them. This time, the second time, uh, it was a swamp actually, so he could have could have been eaten by shark, probably not sharks, by alligators and stuff because it's Florida and oh whatever other scary things are in there. So he gets away the first time. So good props to him. But then the second time, he goes when they they try to find him and he he tries to run away. He, he jumped on his fucking lawnmower. It's like, what? <laughs> Apparently, he kicked that thing into high gear, which how fast can a lawnmower go? You know what I mean? Well, he attempted to pursue deputies with the Okaloosa County Sheriff's County, according to a department statement on his Facebook page. And the chase ended when deputies shot the guy with stun guns, as the <laughs> sheriff said. And... uh According to a statement by the sheriff's office, when taken into custody, Mobley, who was the guy's last name, had a revolver, a handcuff key in his possession, along with a pipe with methamphetamine residues. So, whoa. <laughs> Talk about a plot twist. He was on meth. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I feel like the average cop in New York could not outrun a lawnmower. And it babbles my mind you that you think so. <laughs> I I don't think the average cop could because yeah, I've seen some. the cops I've seen, especially the ones from from like Staten Island. Like I don't know, maybe they just have a lot of Krispy Kremes in Staten Island. I'm not sure what's going on there, but <laughs> but the cops that come out of Staten Island are like morbidly obese, and so I I feel like <laughs> if it's it's just bonkers to me. It boggles my mind that a high school student who is a lifeguard at the like public pool goes through more of a physical training That's true. than I was a lifeguard a police and officer it was really hard <laughs> yeah yeah you have to do the 500 which I was a swimmer so for me it was a breeze but I saw some people not make that part of the training <laughs> and they had to jump in the pool and be there in there all day so yeah. if you weren't prepared you were beat but like I said I was a physical specimen myself so I was prepared, you know what I mean? So I was totally fine. But other weaker specimens were not. Yeah, because fat floats. (laughs) Yeah. I was uh, 460 pounds at the time. I just just laid there facing up, just floating in the water. It took me six hours to do the 500, but I did it. Belly (laughs) flop. 
No, no, please, no, no. <laughs> no one can, no one can drown the pool if you get the water all out. The belly flop, right? <laughs> I'll <Man>. save you. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> and that was last time we saw Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what prompted the movie Tsunami. Yes, it's a true story about my life. <laughs> Uh, not Johnny Tsunami, the beloved Disney movie with the guys snowboards. I couldn't do that. Kept breaking the boards. It was a whole thing. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> but you know. Anyways. <laughs> so, speaking of plot twists, like we saw in Florida, Mister Mo, mm-hmm. we love a good plot twist here at the Frat Chat Podcast. You know, like like that one time Slimo would sleep with girls in college, even though he was gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plot twist. Or that other time he was sleeping with this girl, but it turns out. It was just me in a dress, and I was like, "Ew, you're gay!" Ah, plot twist. It was a very pretty dress. <laughs> yes, it was. I was dressed very nicely. <laughs> that is why this week at the Pratt Chat Podcast, we're here to take you back through our favorite movies to reveal our favorite movie plot twist. You guys, we're ready for some plot twists. We're ready for some twists, some turns. Okay, so some- I panicked with this topic because I don't think I've seen enough movies because you know what I watch a lot of reality TV yeah I'm ru- I, I'm the the problem with America uh, now being a uh, former reality star myself uh, and the 30th most watched show in America that week on cable TV uh, I got to say you know I keep watching because you gave me a job so <laughs> Yeah, I was really like, str- I was on the, I was just driving the struggle bus straight to Bitchtown. <laughs> it was a six hour drive and uh, six hour drive, and I had a poop in the back along the way, just like mommy, <laughs> just like your mom. <laughs> That's actually the toll to get into the city. You just have to shit in the bag. <laughs> I actually have the bag right here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Take a whiff. <laughs> Exhibit A. Like this morning's breakfast. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, we're going to talk best movie plot twist, you guys. And um, let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start down here at the bottom with an honorable mention that I had. Because this one, I wanted to include it and talk about it. But technically, I realized that it's not so much a plot twist as much as it is a character reveal within the plot twist. Cause you knew who this person that you knew that they were going to go get this person, but then you see who the casting choice was. And I was like, what? And that's an interstellar that uh, movie with uh, Matthew. Uh, I drive a Lincoln because it feels good. And I like to smoke weed in the bad seat. McConaughey and interstellar. This is the greatest reveal ever. This uh, is the one scene where Matthew McConaughey gets to some planet out in some other side of the universe. They're going to go find this doctor. Let's go to the sleep chamber for some time. And then he gets to the to the little base the guy set up there. And he finds the little like sleeping changer thing that he's in. And he opens it to get him out. But then he's in like this bag. And then he cuts the bag open. And then you finally pulls the thing over. And you reveal that the character is Matt Damon. I was like, what? I didn't even know he was in this movie. They kept that a big secret. 
It was a big reveal. Had no idea. And then he turns out to be a cocksucker. Is, uh, is this the same movie with, um, with, oh, what's her name? From Miss Congeniality? Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking Sandra she, Bullock? Sandra Bullock. And she gets, uh, she, she falls out of the plane and she's like, ah, gravity. Oh, it's gravity. Gravity. Yeah, that's a good movie. And actually, Damn uh, it. When, I, when I did the show in California in December, Julie and I went to, the, to do a tour at the WB uh, facility, the, the studios. And they show you how they do sound and stuff for a lot of for stuff. That's one of the, well, it's one of the final things you do. And the biggest, like they have this like, uh, like basically like a movie theater sized room with an editing booth where they would show you how to do the sound for that movie. And it was fucking crazy. They literally showed how they added all the layers of sound to that scene that you're talking about when she gets the thing blows up and she's oh, like yeah. spinning around in space, floating away and away and away. And it's like, well, this is the scene with just like the sound effects. And it's terrifying. This is the scene where you can hear her heartbeat. And the same scene with and not, all the other sounds cut out. So, you know, the different tracks. Ooh, so was that her sounds, heartbeat or my heartbeat? heartbeat. Was it, yeah. Was it <laughs> this is the sound that that guy in the front row. I thought what pants. I'm nervous. <laughs> mm. Wait, what, what's that smell? That, there was no smell in the movie. <laughs> that's Sorry, that's me. That's McDonald's bag. She tied it to my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> you got a trash can back there? <laughs> well, I think I have the a, music and shit. It's a good one. I think I have an honorable mention too. Come on. Um, but I don't remember it that well. It's uh, okay. the movie Saw. Yeah, that's a good movie. And I feel like every movie in that's Saw a great has plot, like twist. A plot twist. But I think the first one, because there's just been so many, and I saw the most recent one with I think it was it was like Chris Rock was in it, but um. Uh, the I I think well, the first one had the mastermind pretending to be dead on the floor the whole time, and then he just like stood up, and I was like, mother of fuck, the whole time. Yeah, that that's he- a great plot twist. That's a fantastic. That should have been an honorable mention. You're one short on your list here. You're like, I can't come up with one more, and I come up as an honorable mention with one of the greatest plot twists in horror movie history. I don't remember the characters' names. I just nah, you don't need to. We'll just, put that that'll be number ten on the list. Okay. That'll be what we start with. That is a great excellent plot twist. The whole movie, you fucking you see this this guy's trapped in this underground room chained up, and there's a fucking saw sitting next to him, and then you see a corpse face down with a pool of blood and I think a gun or something right next to him. This guy's clearly dead, and so this dude sees, oh shit. I got to get out of here or else I'm going to be this guy. And so that's essentially like the, the moving force of the movie. He keeps seeing this corpse and then eventually he even cuts off I think his leg to get out of the room. But then it turns out that the guy was that guy in the room was alive the whole time. And he just gets up. Yeah, he should have looked more closely. Yeah, right. I, sh- I would have been like, "Are you alive?" and I start licking him. <laughs> you know Do you what? feel this? Start grabbing his balls. <laughs> there was a dead guy in the train <laughs> one time in Chicago. Oh, Jesus! And um, and we nudged him. We're like, "Hello, hello, you okay? Hello, hello," and didn't respond. So, what's the next thing you do? You nudge him. And was he like, mm, 
Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And we all ran off the train <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and that's when terrible. I learned that um, that before you die, um, you poop yourself. Oh, he pooped himself. Yeah, it's like, because like, it smells like shit. Oh, my God. It smells yeah. like shit. Yeah, he probably had to shit right before dying, too. So, I mean, like we, we spoke about this before, guys. Make sure you take that poop if you feel your yeah, time is coming. That's right. You will get uh, covered in dookie otherwise, you guys. People are like, oh, my God. It smells like a dead body. <laughs> what? No, it smells like poop. It smells Something. like it's just poop. <laughs> Dead body covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, let me tell you something I learned in college. Having a good grooming routine down below is very important because you never know when someone's going to text you at three in the morning and be all like, hey, you up? So your boy's got to be ready. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire high Hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this platinum package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the ultra premium body wash, the ultra premium two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner, the ultra premium deodorant, the crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant, the crop reviver ball spray toner, the anti-chafing boxers, and the shed travel bag to hold your goods while traveling. This bad boy stacked, Mr. Mo. The lawnmower 4. Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer features proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo plus Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free Ultra Premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. And of course, we shouldn't save a signature scent for a pits, folks. So use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to make sure your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls. Like Sebo's cousin Billy. That boy stings. Yeah. So Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. So make sure you get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FRATCHAT. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good good enough okay so what's what's on this list for you all right so i'm gonna start with speaking of dead body uh with the plot twist from a fantastic little movie called the sixth sense oh yeah with uh, my little boy bruce willis and that's directed by m night Shyamalan, who for a while there was known as the plot twist king Oh, really? Oh, shit. Plot twists everywhere. Yeah, all his movies have a plot twist. But then the plot twist started kind of getting him, you know, not that good as his movies went along. Because I guess, you know, you have all your best plot twists. You front front load those at the beginning. And later on, you're like, well, shit. They expect a plot twist here. I can't just give them a regular movie ending here. And, you know, start running out of ideas. But a less fantastic movie, uh, which had also a young 
Haley Joel Osment. And uh, look at him see. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and actually, uh, for a little little fun fact trivia, a very young Misha Barton, who played Marissa Cooper in the OC, is in that movie as well. And uh, you know, the plot twist here, obviously, is that Mr. Bruce Willis, who is the guy that uh, Haley Joel Osment's mom hires to help him with his little problem of, I see dead people. Turns out that he is dead all along. He himself is a ghost. And you're like, oh my God, Bruce, you're dead. Ah! And uh, that's creepy though, but actually here, I've been reading a lot about you know, the death and ghosts and things like that recently. And apparently that is like a true phenomenon that happens with some spirits and they don't realize that they're dead. And so those first few weeks after they die, they're like out there doing the regular routines. And then they come to the realization that they're dead. (laughs) And then they finally, you know, either move on or they stay haunted forever. Did you ever watch the movie a second time to see that it all makes sense now that you know the secret? Nah. But, so part of me is like, why would you watch it a second time? Because you already know yeah, what that's happened. That's another plot but... to us. Yeah. It's got like Signs. Signs was a great movie that also directed by him. And uh, I love seeing that in theaters. But then once I knew what happened, it's like, eh, it's not as scary. It definitely isn't as scary anymore once you know the plot to us. What are the six senses? Touching, uh, seeing, speaking, smelling, hearing. <laughs> Um, wait, that's it. You said five. Wait, touching, feeling, smell, hearing, and seeing. Sight, that's it. Wait a second. Nope, we're forgetting something. No, because there is no sixth sense. There's five senses. Wait, say it again. What are the five? (laughs) Touch, touch, there's hearing, here, smelling, there's eyesight, eyesight, five. Fuck! Now I'm forgetting one. I just I just said five. Is talking know. one? I don't think to, no, because it's taste. Talking sense. Taste. That's what it is. Taste is one. If you had to give up one, what would it be? Oh. Uh, hmm. See, I like touching. T- taste. I like food too much. Got to taste. Smell, hmm, sight or hearing. I think smell because, wow, you know, I love, obviously, the great, great smell of bacon, for example. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't necessarily love the smell of farts and shit. And things That's like that. a good point. I was just thinking that, too. But you could, I could be in the New York City subway and just like hang out there and be like, ha, <laughs> this is wonderful now, you know, when you take away the smell of pee. And, but if you <laughs> can still taste, you could probably taste farts. Yeah, if someone farts in your mouth, what? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the smell in New York is so bad, I feel like I can taste it. I think I have an aftertaste Ugh. of just like Ugh. cooking trash on the sidewalk. Well, I told you to stop licking the subway post, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will not get you high. Contrary to popular belief, guys. <laughs> it's my little monkeypox experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Did you answer your question? Yes, we have it now. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Oh, That's a good one. Okay. That was the first one I thought of when you mentioned this idea. I was like, oh. Yep. Yeah, that was sad. That's a good plot twist. And then, okay, nice. so I have one. It's by Jordan Peele, who I really think is just brilliant. It's called Us. And um, basically, it ends up that when the main character got lost as a little girl, she was actually kidnapped and forced to switch places with her doppelganger. So um, the real main character was actually stuck underground the whole time. And the... And some like weird world thing. And I was so creepy. We're like... It almost looked like a, almost like a like, like a weird uh, rehab center <laughs> for yeah, like bunk beds underground. Yeah, yeah, it was so fucking creepy, and the way they all moved around and, and spoke uh, was very well done. And then it turns out that they're all coming from the underground to take over the world, but she deserved to be in the world all along. She was just switched uh, as a kid, as you said. Yeah, it's like like everyone is like tethered to their like other person. Yeah, that's a good movie. Honestly, that's a that's a good one to add to the list. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out because obviously these guys came on the scene as you know comedians, so you you expect all their movies to be that way. Nah, their horror stuff is really good. Oh my gosh, uh, so good! But it, it and it has some sometimes there's some funny scenes in them. You know what I mean? So uh, it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, that shit it's like dude when they're all like fighting on the boat or even in the house it's like mm, this shit is creepy this i saw that in the theaters yeah me too it's some it's like and it at the same time it's something you necessarily haven't quite seen before but at the same time you have it's it's homage to those classic sci-fi thrillers that used to come out in the 50s like, like the pod people and shit like that Yes, exactly. It's exactly. So it's it's obviously a guy that's paid attention to film history over the years. So good. I want shit. Jordan Peele's career. Yeah, I just think he's well, fantastic. He's a great uh, just comedy writer. He's a great suspense writer. He's a great performer. He's just great to me. Um, well, if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? Oh, wait, because you're already married. You can. <laughs> yes, so I can. Call me Jordan. I can to Utah. They marry lots of people out there. That's true. All you have to do is become a Mormon. That's true. They have to pay the membership fees. And it's like, do you really want to do that? You already have to do that. And church is such a drag on Sundays. I'd rather just sleep because I'm hungover. Oy vey. I wonder, I wonder if Mormons go to church more, though. I feel like they go to church like every day. There's a lot of them that that are up and down Myrtle Avenue, and it's like it's a very specific fashion in like Bushwick in in uh, Brooklyn. And you had these mm-hmm. like dopey, what looks like inbred white kids in okay. like pleated khakis and a button up shirt that's short sleeves with pens in their pocket. They just look so out of place. And they're like, do I think I'm in church with me on Sunday? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you weird inbred fucker. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't just talk be like, to I'm me. I'm gay. <laughs> what the fuck are you looking at? Your gene pulls a puddle, you fucking weirdo. Get the hell out of here. 
Go tell your your mom, sister, aunt, woman to to stop having inbred kids. That's why your teeth are so yeah. tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, uh, do you want to come to church me? No, I don't want you talking to me. <laughs> Tell your dad to pr- bring the van background and pick up all your cousin <laughs> sibling kids. Oh my god! Uh, Get out of my way. Yeah. And uh, if we are one of our Mormon listeners, uh, you're probably gonna get kicked out of the church, anyways. But you know, it's kind of. It is what it is. It's kind of it's kind of culty <laughs> the way it's run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, you know, you can change my mind uh, if you're a Mormon. Uh, DM us at Frat Chat Podcast. Let us know how it isn't. I did know a kid in high school who was Mormon. He was totally normal, but he had a girlfriend, for example, and he had to hide her from his parents because he was like, they're gonna fucking kill me. So like, what do you mean? And then my friend was like, he's a Mormon. And I was like, what? And that was my first exposure to Mormons. I think shortly after was that South Park episode where they literally tell you exactly what the beliefs are for it. <laughs> and uh, you do realize it is rather culty. <laughs> I had to get the kid in high school that I knew and he was Jehovah, Jehovah Witness. Ooh. And on Saturdays, um, uh, he was always going like door to door. I thought to myself, that's not safe. Michael Jackson was just a Jehovah's Witness, actually, when uh, and they got mad when he released Thriller. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh my God, Michael, you are promoting the devil. And that's why before the video, he had that little screen that was like, hi, I'm Michael Jackson. The things you're about to see are things I totally don't believe in. They're just kind of cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> 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 That's how he signed all his letters. And he's like, Macaulay Culkin, get back in your cage. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyways. Uh, what's next? Oh, I am next. This next one is a great movie, actually, that came out in 2001. And one that, honestly, uh, I, I think I owe it to my mom because she's a big horror thriller fan for putting in my radar because I probably would have gone right under the radar for me. But it's called The Others with Nicole Kidman and I believe it's like set in like the 1800s or something. And essentially, uh, it's Nicole Kidman who lives in this house. Yeah, it's set in the 1800s because she lives in this house alone with her kids because her husband went off to the war which is the Civil War and you know, it's it's been a while. He's been gone for a while. I don't know if he's alive. He's dead. Uh she kind of assumes that he's dead, but she tells the kids that, you know, he's totally coming back, of course. Uh, and the kids are, like, super allergic to the sun. They can't see the light, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she starts seeing these horrifying things coming into the house. These spirits, if you will. And uh, things start getting quite, 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 quite scary. And one of the things that she sees is her husband comes home from the war and they make sweet sweet love and then he leaves well at the end it turns out that the housekeepers that they hired are dead they find the pictures uh of them at their burial in the 1800s they used to basically like take pictures of dead people and it was really creepy and they're just sitting there with like the little coins on their head just like uh and 
So she sees this, she freaks out, and then they show up to her and be like, hey, you shouldn't be scared of us because you're one of us. She's like, what? And then it turns out that she actually went crazy and killed her kids. And similar to Bruce Willis, they had no idea that they were dead, so they were just going on living around their lives uh, like normal. The spirits that they thought that they were seeing in the house were actually the real people that were moving into the house after they had died, and their housekeepers were also spirits who had died there and knew all about it, so were trying to kind of help them transition to the next world. And, you know, they decided to stay and uh, live, I guess, happily ever after as ghosts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is quite scary of a movie. Uh, <clears throat> that's another one that's definitely... Isn't there like a part where she's like, we're never leaving this. I'm never leaving my house or something like that. Yeah. This is not a house! Get out of my house! Or it's like this one where she's like, she sees a little kid and it's like the kid's wearing this like white little thing and she's playing with this little marionette. It looks so creepy. And then she's like, what have you done? Where are my children? And then the thing turns over and it's like, are you mad? I am your children. But then she turns around and it's this like really old, creepy old lady. She's like, ah! And then she screams, but then she looks again. And it's actually the little her, her child. And it's fucking boom. So she, how does she kill her kids? Does she, she didn't she like smother them or poison them, and then she yeah, shot herself. That's such yeah, a like crazy white woman thing. Don't you feel like a lot? Such of Such like, a crazy white woman thing. A lot of like crazy fuck, white man. women kill their kids. That is such a thing. It's weird. White people and killing their kids is goes on way too much. You, you guys gotta stop that, okay? Like, uh, chances are the kid didn't like you that much, anyways. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, it's scary for kids in school right now, but it's also scary when you go to Miss Carol's house for a sleepover because <laughs> she might drown you in the bathtub. <laughs> it's not you safe anywhere. Nope, nope. That's why I do the buddy system when we go over there. I think everyone should have a taser, even kids. Give them a taser. I don't think kids should be bringing guns to school, but you know what? Some of these teachers are crazy. Give them a taser. Check their ass. Yeah. Yeah, I like how that's like the thing. Well, if you gave teachers guns, this wouldn't happen. How many asshole teachers I've had during high school with on power trips? It's like, imagine those assholes with a gun. Or like the touchy gym teachers of the world, which there are many. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For some reason, every school I ever had, there was like something going on with a gym teacher touching a student inappropriately. <laughs> it was weird. Oh my gosh. We we had this um uh there was like some flyer that had a sketch on it, went around the school and everyone had to take it home to their parents. And as we all got this flyer on our desk and we're putting it in our like folders before we put it in our backpack, we're all like is that Mr. Kraft, the <laughs> head teacher? And then we never saw him again. <laughs> Is that Mr. Mm, he looks familiar. Womp womp. Oh, my God. All right, let's see. What's next on the list? Okay. I have another Jordan Peele movie. Well, you really like Jordan Peele. Jordan yeah, Peele. I just love him so much. It's called Get Out. Get out! And so not Mario Sosima when he starts being a little bitch. Get out! Yeah, you know this, this is a creepy movie, and I think everyone did a great job in it. And I, I just think that the the writing is so good because I I, I feel that Jordan shows us ideas of racial superiority are learned and passed down in families. You know, you're not born yes. a bigot; you're taught that by bigoted parents. Yeah, it is. That's true. 
That's totally and true. That's percent. So, so what pretty much happens in this movie is that the 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 white family, uh, what's her? Is it Allison Williams? Is is in this? Yeah, she's so. she's from Girls. So. so she meets all these. Well, it kind of threw me. I, the only thing I'm confused about this movie is that I think that they had this this like festival annually. And she it is had, a little confusing at times. And she had all saying. these pictures of men that she's brought home. Yeah. But I thought to myself, if it's done annually, how do you not age? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, she still looks. I'll say that was. She still looks quite young. Okay, so Jordan Peele, that was, you know. They just showed was, 16 that was dudes. One line <laughs> that you shouldn't have had in there. Or maybe, maybe they added it. It was a gangbang. That you should have, you should have told them not to. Or this should have been on the cutting room floor. But that's one thing I was like, oh, I don't understand. But anyway, she brings home these people, and then they they snatch their bodies and put their you know the old people brains in it. And um, the 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 Armitage is was the family. They abduct. I think they abduct young black men because yeah. American society has already kind of discarded and arrested so many. And so there's probably a higher probability of, of them going undetected. Uh, so I think that there was a lot of really necessary conversations to coincide with this movie, and it was very thought provoking. But man, that creeped me the fuck out. And there's also some really good like comedic effect uh, in in this movie as well with this best friend, you know, that drives the TSA car. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. I really, I I really thought that that Allison Williams was a good girl because when she handled that the cop pulling them over. I thought, wow, she she really gets it. Like she's she's woke, but she was the most evil bitch of them all. They oh my god! <laughs> she turned out to be a Karen. What a Karen cunt! <laughs> yeah, what a Karen cunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite cunts are the Karen cunts. Okay, what do you got next on your list? Well, my next one is one that, of course, had to be on this list. And any list of plot twists you're going to have, that's, of course, a good plot twist. Uh, or else I just hate you. And this, we're going to go back to the 1980s to a young 20-year-old Steemo back in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and the classic plot twist of No. I am your father. <laughs> By Darth Vader revealing that he is Luke Skywalker's daddy. That's just, you know, you just had to include this one. It is one that you did not expect. After all this time, you, you have Darth Vader, this evil, menacing bastard who's fucking chasing Luke Skywalker and friends and trying to kill them at all costs. And now after this epic battle uh, towards the end of that film, you uh, see this epic reveal, and when uh, little Luke loses his hand, just like his papa too. So did he have to uh, saw it off? <laughs> just to get out of the filming, uh-huh. <laughs> he just wanted an off day that day. They just run it into the script. <laughs> um, in Pitch Perfect, Anna Kendrick said that Darth Vader translate to like Dark Father or something. And that in German it means like dad. Veda. Uh yeah, that actually makes sense. I have heard 
something. So part of me is like, man, what what a spoiler for anyone that speaks German. That is true. But also, uh, it does, yeah, it does mean father. But also note that, uh, you know, he could have been the dark father as in, you know, it's kind of, there's a lot of religious connections with Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like the force is God. That's why I may the force be with you. May God be with you. All these things. So, uh, Luke Skywalker compared a lot to Jesus. So there's a lot of those undertones in it there. So you can see Darth Vader is kind of being like the devil, you know what I mean? Or like the fallen angel type thing. So, doesn't necessarily mean spoiler, but definitely good connection. You know, I, I when I was growing up, touching tips. Anyone ever talked about? <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with that. Um, if, <laughs> if anyone talked about uh, Star Wars, I always thought, I thought to myself, "Dork." But now I look back and I think I used to confuse Star Wars with Star Trek. They're different. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. But I had this friend down the street that had these little like. Star Trek like figurines and things and or maybe they're Star Wars I don't know but he would make these like little <laughs> models and I think to myself like yo play a video game what's wrong with you have you ever heard of Mortal Kombat <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you loser but I have to say uh, there is a big difference in them though I was I like Star Wars I sort of like Star Trek I guess but not really so much I think Star Trek is definitely the nerdier of the two the Trekkies are pretty nerdy though Hi, Vulcan. Hello. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. No, better not. <laughs> I'm yeah, good. Kind of You've had way too many drinks, so no. <laughs> Promise not to throw up in the beam ray again. <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> okay, so my next one is called Orphan, and it's about who we think is an orphan. Have you seen this movie before? Yes, with uh, Robert De Niro. No, I think it has Robert Sarsgaard. Maybe I don't know. Wait, maybe, maybe not. Orphan movie. I saw him in a cop. I, like- I saw Robert Sarsgaard. Oh yeah, with Vera Farmiga. Yeah, I saw the Sarsgaard. Is the Sarsgaard? I saw that. I saw him in Cobble Hill, and I thought he was homeless, but he was just like <laughs> running errands. There is a scary Robert De Niro. Oh, Godsend is a another movie where uh, with Robert De Niro and a scary kid. But this is Orphan, which I also have seen. Yeah, you're right with Peter Sarsgaard. Oh, is it and, Peter? Uh, I thought it was Peter. Robert. Oh, it is Peter Sarsgaard. Just looks like a Bobby Peter to me. Sarsgaard. Yes, he looks like a Bobby. <laughs> right? He doesn't look like a Bobby. So anyway, uh, in this movie, Orphan, there's this little girl who we think is a little girl. Uh, this orphan, who's actually a 33-year-old woman who's born with this like proportional dwarfism. And it causes her to have the appearance of a child. So this is a vicious bitch, and she is out to murder this family. She's just a psychotic hoe, and she she's killed basically everybody. like a she's basically like a female Andy Milanakis, if you uh, yeah, <laughs> she, she bitch looks young, <laughs> yeah, and uh, she always wore like a choker necklace, but I think she had something wrong with her neck. Yeah, I think she she like slid her throat or something like that. I don't know, but I remember she always wore a choker necklace, and I was like. That is not dress code in school, little girl. You already know 
When someone's wearing a choker, it is uh, bad news. Something's not right. Like you just already know that is sign number one. Uh, especially a girl that young wearing a choker. Like get out of here. She's at least twenty-two. Get mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. You never trust a girl with a choker, people. She was never born in the seventies, and uh, I think that the the orphanage that they they like they rented her. Oh, oh my god, that they. <laughs> <laughs> She was at least <laughs> that they that they um, adopted her from uh, had no record of her, and then they tracked her down. Scary, they were like, scary. "Oh shit, this this bitch is crazy. Y'all better get out." And then she like <laughs> blew stuff up. She stabbed some people. Man, she was a nutcase. That little tiny body had a lot of a lot of wrath, dude. And this bitch was. I mean, she definitely had the creepy eye mm. enough to her. But I'm not going to lie. Like, you walk into uh, the orphanage, right? You see this this kid right here, this particular kid. I take one fucking look at this kid. I'm out of there. I'm like, uh-uh. This is not the kid for me. I'm so sorry. I think there's been a mistake. I prefer my child not to look like uh, she kills squirrels in the backyard. Like this cat, <laughs> this kid is definitely, there's nothing wrong with this child right mm-hmm. there. Like, why is she shaving her armpits? That is weird. Uh, <laughs> is she young for that? There were definitely red flags, you guys. There were definitely some red flags there. How would you feel if you had a child in real life and they cast her in a movie like this? And you're like, oh, you got cast in your first film. Let's look at the script. You're like, wait. What? <laughs> you what? Uh-uh. I wonder like what the effects are on this kid after being this character and living this life on set. You know, it's gotta be weird for the kid. Was that was that actress in anything else afterwards? Um, I don't know. Let's see. Her name is Isabel Furman. Wow, she's actually very pretty now. Uh let's see. Oh, she they actually did a sequel. Last they year, did. Where it's being where it's being filmed now. But let's see, Isabel Furman, IMDb. Oh yeah, she's been she's done quite. Oh yeah, she was in the Hunger Games. Oh, so she was in. She's twenty five right now. Yes, yeah, she's worked on a lot of stuff actually. Good lord, good good for her. Man, what's next on your nice. list? Uh, next on my list is a movie that I actually just recently watched with Julie. And uh, I have to say, I didn't call this out my first time, but she actually did call out the plot point or the, the plot twist before it happened. So I was very impressed with her. And this is uh, the re- big reveal in Fight Club that the Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt, is in Ed Norton's head all along. Now, Ed Norton's character, who is actually never named in the movie, it's his credit is just the narrator, meets this guy, Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt. And, you know, they get along. Uh, things happen in Ed Norton's life. His apartment blows up, ends up calling this guy. They become friends. They start this fight club together. But things take a step further when it turns out that Tyler's racing an underground army slash cult, if you will, to fulfill a plan that could basically lead to the collapse of capitalism as we know it. Uh, Ed Norton tries to stop it, but here's the kicker. When it comes to the final confrontation, it turns out that Tyler Durden is him all along. Brad Pitt is in his head, man. He has to like, like 
like shoot himself like in the face, but not killing himself. He like convinces himself he's gonna kill himself, but doesn't actually do it. It's like a whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't necessarily get how he was able to uh, do that, but I guess he just as long as the other personality believed that he was dying, you know, you didn't necessarily have to kill yourself, kill yourself. But yeah, he like shoots himself in the face. They put like hanging there. Like, <laughs> it looks like it looks like me after a long night of lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Julia. Just sucking a lot of dicks. <laughs> me pay my rent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you got what you got to do in the comedy world? <laughs> I I used to love that movie, but you know though I'll take any excuse yeah. to see Brad Pitt without a shirt on. Yeah, and uh, it's one that I feel like it's a movie that everybody can like because I mean, ladies, if you don't even enjoy the movie for anything, you do get to see sexy Brad Pitt. But it's like a pretty dark man. What do you mean, like, ladies? Like beats up that guy. Men like to look at him too, or gents, or gents. That's true. I enjoy. Uh, he has a nice aesthetic. <laughs> you think about uh, it, like when you watch a porno, don't you want both people to be attractive? Yes, yes, I do. Like I, I don't know how Ron Jeremy had a career because you can uh, a big dick. You, uh, they're a diamond dozen. Well, because all the dudes in his era look like him. All the other di- dudes in that era literally look exactly like him. Like all your uncles and shit. It's like these like <laughs> fat white dudes. <laughs> like it feels like I'm actually there. <laughs> <laughs> It get, he gave them hope, man. He gave them hope. So Ugh, yucky. Now we're in the yeah, we're in a different era. Times are different now. <laughs> Men actually care about themselves. But I remember it was not that long ago. Like I remember growing up, where you know it's like, oh my god, he's using like face moisturizer. He must be gay, you know. And now dudes like care about stuff like that more. So I blame Instagram. Way, gents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. I, I watched this thing on the news the other day, and this family is suing the mother or the parent company of Instagram. I guess it's I guess Instagram and Facebook are, are owned by the same company. Yeah. And yeah, which I guess is Meta now. She, yeah, she's trying to prove that Instagram had a contributing factor to her daughter developing an eating disorder. I thought to myself, oh my God, take some ownership of the fact that y'all fucked up somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's fair to like, say. We have such a loving household. There's no way that we contributed to you know, our, the, our, our, our daughter's illness. Yeah, maybe you did. It's definitely not our fault. Yeah, it's definitely your fault. <laughs> maybe when the, your daughter uh, said, really, you're really going to eat that? I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> do you really need, do you really need <laughs> Oh, that's gonna go straight to your thighs, honey, uh-huh. you know. And then you'll never meet a husband that way. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, never, never could possibly have anything to do with that stuff. Yeah, moms, uh, check what you said to your kids uh-huh. or dads. You know, some of you really create some issues, and you don't even fucking realize. Honey, I would love for you to wear my wedding dress on your special day, but. We're going to have to see if we can get it let out a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> see if we can get this tailored. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we go to the, the extra large men's store. <laughs> they might be able to help you out. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Yikes. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, all right. What's next on yours? Um, 
I have American Psycho starring Christian Bale. That's a great movie. I have to go return some videotapes. Excuse me. Uh, So (laughs) uh, in this movie, Christian Bale gets crazier and crazier. It all starts when he murdered Jared Leto. Yes. And kind of had it coming. Yeah. So Jared Leto was an asshole. Then he went to um, Jared Leto's uh, apartment and kept using it to like stash all these dead bodies. He was killing like drug addicts. He was killing like mm-hmm. escorts and things. All anybody, you know. But the but yeah, one person great. he didn't kill was his secretary and I was like, "Oh, so does he have a heart or not?" I'm not sure. Um he had a girlfriend that was Reese Witherspoon. Remember that? Yes, that was her girlfriend in that. So the the plot twist is at the end he calls his lawyer and he commits all these crimes. And then his lawyer thought it was a joke. And his lawyer says, Jared Leto can't be dead because I just had lunch with him in London. And so I thought to myself, oh, so maybe he didn't kill anybody. Maybe there was all in his head. Uh, but then I thought, well, maybe the building owner cleaned up all the dead bodies because the... Jared Leto's apartment was like prime real estate and maybe the real estate agent knew about it. You know what I mean? Because the real estate agent knew something wasn't right. And then also Chloe, what was her name? Sevigny? Sevigny? I don't know how to say it. She was a secretary or the the assistant. She found a journal illustrating all these murders. And so I was left to, to think, like, was it in his head or was it just covered up because... People he murdered were like, you know, living on the streets mostly, and they were like no under the radar, you know? Dun, dun, dun. So I don't know. <laughs> but what a plot twist. Know. What a twist. <laughs> talk about talk about putting moisturizer on your face. He had this like incredible, like <laughs> Yeah, he had this routine. What a bot yeah, on sure him did. too, right? I mean, I mean, that's definitely something to uh, at least take from this, you guys. Uh, say what you want about the guy, but he sure was handsome. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I, and I've learned in America, that goes places. <laughs> yeah. You can literally get away with murder. <laughs> oh, speaking of handsome, I, I think I might get a nose job. Oh, God. What are you going to do to Michael Jackson? Um, no, that's the one thing. I was like, please don't even look like this. But I went to an appointment because... Um, I have all this sinus issues and they were okay. like, you can't breathe because your septum is deviated. And I was like, Ugh. oh, cause it's only my left side. I'm like, I can't really breathe out of. And then they were like, we think we just need to operate on this. I said, okay. And like, Ugh. since we're going under there, uh, uh, since we're, you're going under and the chief complaint is a breathing issue. Uh, we can recreate your nose however you want to. And I was like, oh, really? Dude, let me tell you, I've been looking up uh, photos of before and after male nose jobs for the last two days like a psycho. Oh, my <laughs> God. i just been obsessed uh, with it. So, wait, does that mean that we're going to have to, like, replace all the artwork and stuff? <laughs> you know, I think I might just get my nose Mate. done a little bit. Because after I had my surgery, my nose looked different. So, I'm going to show them pictures of my old nose and ask if they can just kind of make it look like it used to. All right, what's next on your list? Well, this would be 
the last one on our list, you guys. And I just think it's just the greatest goddamn horror flick of all time. Uh, the greatest thriller of all time. And uh, it comes in 1960s Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock, who I just think is the goddamn man. And uh, this reveal is that Norman Bates is mother all along. Wait, 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 wait. Now, Actually, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, man, you should. It's It holds up. It's really freaking good to this day. I actually showed that to Julie either last year or year before that, but she was quite scared. Very well done. It's done in black and white, even though there was color uh, filming at the time. Color movies were way out at the time, but Alfred Hitchcock decided to do it in, horror, in black and white because he thought it would make it scarier. And uh, you know, or maybe it's just black cheap. And white. Yeah, well, you didn't need as much special effects to make things realistic. So uh, it paid off. It looks the movie looks great. It's timeless, and basically, in this classic horror thriller, Norman Bates plays is a nice guy who operates his hotel next to his mother's house, and the hotel is like in the middle of nowhere. And he seems to be basically trapped in the middle of his mom's murderous ways as she kills this lady in the shower that she saw Norman had a conversation with and liked. She's a whore, Norman. He's like, oh, don't touch your mom. Then boom, she goes in the shower. Mom is like watching her, follows her in the shower, and then pulls out the curtain and you hear, wait, 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 ah! Stabs her to death. Bam! Fun fact, this is uh, uh, the lady in the shower who gets killed is Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Oh, really? Famous actress, too. Yep. Uh, Now, here's the thing. The woman mother killed had stolen some money from work and never showed up again, so she had people after her. People were looking for money, the police that they called, including a well-meaning sister and a PI that she hired uh, that were out looking for her. Now, when all things collide and they're finally able to stop Mother, they realize that it's just Norman wearing Mother's clothes. Uh, She had died, and he kept her corpse in the house and basically is, like, in the master bedroom bed still, just laying there, this fucking uh, skeleton. Or actually, no, he had had it in the basement uh, on this rocking chair and stuff. And so all the times that you thought that he's talking to his mother, it's actually him talking to himself because he's a schizo. And basically when mother comes to play, it's murderous. It's, it's evil shit happens. Uh, really creepy stuff. Turns out that they drained this swamp that he was in and he kills, he had killed a bunch of other people already. Super creepy. And the movie, like I said, it's over 60 years old. It still holds up. I think this is my all-time favorite uh, movie plot twist. One of my all-time favorite movies, you guys. So Wasn't there another out. one that had Vince Vaughn in it? Yes, they remade it. And it's actually like a shot-for-shot remake of the Alfred Hitchcock version, I have to say, with uh, with uh, Anne Heche playing the shower girl. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, before I think this was before she uh, had that brief lesbian period. (laughs) 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 And and yes, Vince Vaughn plays Norman Bates. However, I have to say the second one, that that remake is good. And they literally, like I said, it's a shot for shot remake. It's the same dialogue. Everything is exactly the same way. It's just newer. But seeing it in black and white, seeing the original, just really, 
make is a better version of the film. So check it out. Oh god, I said film like a fucking loser <laughs> of the movie. What's check wrong? out the film. You, oh, that's that's like a that's it's so nerd. I just that's so nerdy. Go. It's like I'm not a fucking movie critic. It's like, oh yes, check out the film. The marvelous filmmaking work that they used, and they used a 23 millimeter lens to really showcase the murdered woman's nippers in the shower. It's like, shut up, you fucking nerd. It's a good movie. <laughs> watch it. God damn it. I think I might watch it. Cox. There's some good ones. Yeah, dude. He check was it crazy. Out. I think that the, he like threw like or tied birds to. Uh, Tippy Hedren during oh, shit, the birds be really scary movie. Really, it's really scary. Can you imagine? Do like, <laughs> but I do like the spoof of that. I forgot. I forget what movie it's in, but they do a brief spoof of birds, and the guy comes out. And the birds are all flying over him and shit, but they all start shitting instead. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, <"Aah!" laughs> well. Before we get going, I want to give a shout out to my friend Amanda, who was our yeah. uh, our Hooters uh, expert, uh, because yeah, it Amanda seems that she just uh, landed her own radio show. She'll be Sunny 103.7 Wilmington's morning show host, uh, which yeah, is fantastic. Buddy. Amanda, if you're listening, I love you so much. Way to go, girl. You make your mama proud. And check out her episode on this very season, season four, episode 21, interview with a former Hooters girl featuring Amanda Goodyear. And uh, yeah, it turns out the Frat Chat podcast can open doors in the biz, you guys, because this is what we do here. We're stars, all right? We're award-winning writers. We've been on national TV, all right? Simo's even been on Dateline NBC, Chris Hansen. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was the kid. TV credit. <laughs> yeah. I was a child. Showed up in the onesie. Oh. <laughs> the guy, the guy's like, "Wait a minute, you don't look like your picture." <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, congratulations, Amanda. You deserve it. She's an awesome, awesome uh, person. Uh, great friend of the show and on that note mr mo uh it's time for us to get out of here but before we do guys make sure you give us a follow on all social channels at frat chat podcast that's on instagram that's on facebook that's on twitter follow our youtube page at tiny.cc slash frat chat podcast and make sure you give me a follow on all social channels as well that's at carlos does the world on facebook on twitter on tiktok Follow me at Carlos Does World on Twitter and follow my YouTube page at tiny.cc slash Carlos Does the World. And follow my good buddy Simo over there at Chris.more.comedy on Instagram and see more comedy on the old Twitter machine. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, I just joined TikTok. You joined TikTok? But I don't well, understand any of it. <laughs> and what's your what's your name? Chris.more.comedy. Well, there you go. He remembered as you guy. He made it an easy one. So yes, follow him on there. Maybe he'll be dancing or something. Who knows? <laughs> he'll find his voice. <laughs> I don't even know how to like how to like find these dance tutorials. What kids? No, don't worry. People are not. I mean, people. There's still people dancing on TikTok, but there's more to it. So I wonder if I can dancing. make up my own dance. <laughs> yeah, if you're Lizzo. <laughs> Well, I don't know that one, but I'm happy to learn. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. 
On that note, I motion to adjourn this meeting. And I stick it. <gasps> okay, I need a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. See ya. Peace.